Greetings, and welcome to episode 9 of By Definition, a short-form podcast about words, what they mean, and what they actually mean. Today, we look at the word individual. Thank you, as always, for listening and for engaging your ears and hopefully your mind with me episode to episode during this season of By Definition. Last episode, we looked at the word prejudice and how it grows from ignorance and familiarity. Ignorance of things we are not accustomed to, and on the flip side, familiarity with things we are already comfortable with, which leads us to apply a preference to that which we know and an indifference or disdain for those things which we don't know. We contrasted it with being naive and realized that while both relate to not knowing something, being naive stops at that fact, while prejudice decides opinions and judgments can be made and will be made from position of ignorance. At the end of the episode, we touched on how prejudice and racism, while in some ways similar, are not the same thing because prejudice stems from not knowing and uninformed judgments, while racism stems from having knowledge and making the conscious decision to view one's own beliefs, customs, and traits as superior to those of another. That said, both of these words exist due to comparison. Prejudice says, I don't know anything about X, but I do know about Y because I am Y, and therefore I'm more comfortable with Y, and I'm going to make my decisions about X, not based on my knowledge of X because I have none, but based on my knowledge of Y. Racism says, I know about X, and I know about Y because once again, I am Y, And I've decided that Y is superior to X because I am Y, and therefore I am superior to X. Both these conclusions stem from the reality of individuality. And in today's episode, we will look at the word individual and see what it means, what it actually means, and how it creates fertile ground for comparisons, out of which both of these other terms, prejudice and racism, can grow. Individual is both an adjective and a noun in the English language, and we will look at both forms today. For the sake of clarity, I'm going to define each form from a particular source, and then move on to the next source and define both forms from there as well. So noun and adjective form from one source, then move on to the next, do the noun and adjective form, etc. The Oxford Languages via Google defines the adjective form of individual as, quote, single, separate, end quote. Or another definition it lists is, quote, of or for a particular person, end quote. It defines the noun form of the word as, quote, a single human being as distinct from a group, class, or family, end quote. The Cambridge Dictionary's Business English defines the adjective form as, quote, considered separately from the other things in a group, end quote, or, quote, relating to a single separate person, end quote. It defines the noun form as, quote, a single person or thing, especially when compared to the group or set to which they belong, end quote or as, quote, a person who thinks or behaves in their own original way, end quote. Finally, 
Merriam-Webster defines the adjective form as, quote, of, relating to, or distinctively associated with an individual, end quote. Or, quote, having marked individuality, end quote. And also, quote, existing as a distinct entity, separate, end quote. It defines the noun form as, quote, a particular being or thing as distinguished from a class, species, or collection, end quote. And lastly, it defines it as, quote, an indivisible entity, end quote. So I just read you a ton of definitions. I hit you with multiple definitions for the adjective form as well as the noun form, and they overlapped and they laid on top of each other to varying degrees. But ultimately what we end up with is that individual, the word, means something pertaining to a single, indivisible, unique entity within a group of similar, related entities. In my opinion, the Oxford languages probably says it the most concisely, and therefore in terms of our discussion, the best, when it defines it as, quote, single, separate, end quote. Just two words for our definition there. Not surprisingly, our etymologies for the two forms of the word trace similar lines to their definitions with both English forms going back to the early 15th century. The noun related to, quote, individual members of a species, and the adjective conveyed the idea of, quote, one and indivisible, inseparable, end quote. And this makes sense because both forms trace to Latin words, which mean indivisible. Individium for the noun and individus for the adjective. In other words, an entity which could not be broken down further into parts was an individual. We can see the similarity between individual and the term indivisible in their spellings. The connection is there both visually and definitionally to this day between the words individual and then indivisible, which means unable to be broken apart. We now have the definition of individual. But what about the connotation or connotations? What does the word mean emotionally in our current cultural context? And how does that affect how we use it? The individual, at least in much of Western culture, has in many ways become the quintessential goal of being human. Be your unique self, maximize that, use it to create success and climb to the top of whatever group you are part of, whether it's academia, business, politics, etc. We want to see individual success because if we see individual success and someone else has done it, that reinforces the idea that we, as our own individual, can also be successful. We have self-help books, motivational speakers, psychologists, TV shows, social media, and countless other avenues which encourage us to be our best selves, to reach for our dreams, and to, quote, make it. And while they don't say it, it almost seems like it's implied that these messages are ultimately encouraging us to become an individual, to stand out by being fully ourselves. And that idea has led to the word individual having the connotation of a goal, something to achieve or attain. And this creates a potential conflict, doesn't it? The conflict being between being an individual and being told you must become an individual. How does one become what they already are? How can a unique entity, a person, an individual, become 
more unique. There is no such thing as more unique or uniquer. Unique means to be different than everything else. There is no degree of different from everything else. Either you are different from everything else or you are not. So you are either unique or you are not. There are no levels to it. And yet somehow our culture seems to be telling us we need to work in order to become more individual. They start out by saying we're all special, we're all individuals, but here are all the things you can do to be a better individual. Some kind of more individualized individual, more exceptional, ability to stand out as more unique in some way, even though that's impossible. And certainly we can all grow and we can mature and we can learn to become more well-rounded and better human beings with more to offer in terms of skills and knowledge, but that will never make us more unique or more special or more individual. We are individual, unique, and special at birth. Nothing can make us more so or less so. We can always become better at being human, but we cannot become better at being us. Any version of us, no matter how much knowledge or history they have, will always be the only us that exists. A side effect of that connotation that an individual is something to ascribe to a goal that we should achieve is the connotation that certain qualities found in certain individuals are more valuable than others. And this idea, while intrinsically wrong, is a natural side effect of individualism as a goal to be attained rather than a reality to be embraced. Culture tells us in order to be a grade A individual within humanity, we need to have this IQ or that physical fitness level or this appearance or that amount of money, etc., etc., and the list goes on forever. And as a result, we as individuals start to accept these artificial standards. We start to rate ourselves against them. And even worse, we start to rate against each other. And then we rate others against these artificial standards. Individual as defined, like we just learned, means, quote, single, separate. And what we've done as a society is create a phantom individual one which is the ideal or perfect potential individual that doesn't actually exist. And then we stack ourselves and everybody else up against the phantom, and all of a sudden everybody has fallen short in some way. Of course they have. The phantom isn't real, nor can it be real. There is no ideal individual. We are all one of one, unique, and of equal value due to that uniqueness. We are all perfectly rare, and therefore beyond valuation. If there is nothing to compare something to, it cannot be valued because it has no comparison. We should value each other accordingly as we are individuals, entities which cannot be replicated, duplicated, or copied, and therefore priceless additions to humanity. Two episodes ago, we talked about racism. Last episode, we looked at prejudice. And today we're discussing the word individual. Three words which we've connected by placing them one after the other. We've talked about how the first two relate, but how does our word today, individual, relate to those previous two words? And it relates over the connecting thread of comparison. Prejudice compares cultures, norms, practices, and people associated with them from a place of ignorance and says, you know what? I don't know much about that, but it looks different, so my version of existence is better, so I'm going to belittle everything else and poke fun, so my way seems best because that's easier 
and more comfortable for me and requires less energy and learning, that is prejudice and it's wrong. Racism compares cultures, norms, practices, and people associated with them from a place of some degree of knowledge and says, you know what? My way is superior because it's mine. And therefore I am superior because I'm me. So I'm going to try and suppress and wipe out all the other versions to prove my way is better. And the best way to make sure my way is superior is to make sure no other way can grow strong enough to exist or compete with my way. That's racism and it's wrong. Hopefully our new thoughts surrounding the word individual have helped us realize something, which is this. The definition of individual rules out comparison between individuals. Every individual is, quote, single, separate, end quote, as our definition clearly states. They are all one of one, and as such, they cannot be measured against each other. Prejudice and racism exist in part because of one connotation of the word individual that culture has accepted. That connotation is that individual means person. This idea is so close to right, but also incredibly wrong. A person is a generic human. No qualities, no appearance, no culture, no language, no identity. A unit of measure. On the other hand, an individual is a single particular person with qualities, appearance, culture, language, and an endless list of other characteristics which makes them unique. An individual, a one of one, single and separate. Individuals cannot be compared. Therefore, they cannot be valued. Therefore, they cannot be ranked. Which means, by definition, each one must be equally human, with equal rights and equal freedoms, governed by equal justice, free from racism and prejudice, and valued as what they are, a priceless individual. At the end of the day, the concept of individuality and the fact that every human being, every indivisible person within the group of humanity is different. Therefore, they cannot be compared to each other and they cannot be ranked one better than another or one worse than another because there are no direct qualities that overlap between them. Yes, we all speak languages. Yes, we all have intellectual talents. Yes, we all have artistic gifts to some degree. But the thing is, those combine to make us each different from everybody else. And therefore, there can be no hierarchy. There can be no ranking. And our, the existence and the fact and the truth of our individuality rules out the possibility that racism or prejudice can be real or true. Yes, they are practiced for selfish, arrogant reasons by human beings, but they can't be academically possible because of the fact of individuality. We are all single, separate, and as such, we bring something unique to the table, and we cannot be ranked or measured or put in boxes or valued on a scale. We are all priceless to the existence of the human group. Thank you for listening to this episode of By Definition.